This is a show about content marketing for established course creators. Unlike other shows about marketing, we focus on sustainable, measurable content creation. How to authentically automate your marketing to build up your know, like, and trust factor with a nurtured, engaged audience. And get back to actually living your life instead of working to live. Hey, hey, friends. We are continuing on with our shiny, happy tactics series on the podcast here. And today is all about viral content, or should I say, moving beyond virality and short-term success, where you really just have to show up. Now, I'm going to call it out right here. Viral content seems to be the holy grail if you follow the Instagram or the TikTok crowd. It gives you a whole lot of good feels, right? People like you. It's wonderful. But this type of content rarely leads to business success. Some of my most viral content, things that included 20,000 views, not only didn't result in a single lead, it actually detracted from my marketing message overall. Your marketing efforts have to consider the long-term impact of your content if you want to set yourself up for long-term success at least. Content marketing isn't a short game. It's a slow burn. And that burn still kindles into a fire at some point, but it takes time and effort to get there. So let's go straight up with a pop culture moment here, because I think it's the perfect example. Beyonce now has more Grammys than anyone else. When I first heard that, of course, I was impressed. I mean, how can you not be? But then I also read, she still hasn't ever won best record of the year. And I was floored. She's had some really good albums. It might not be my favorite genre of music as a whole, but man, I get myself like bippin' and boppin' whenever her songs come on, right? I immediately thought it was so much like going viral and then just fading away. Versus consistent quality, month over month, having an incredible body of work. Here's another example. Let's talk Meryl Streep, one of the best actresses out there, right? And there's a running joke that every time she gets nominated for an Oscar, she just loses it to another actress. So my question is, do you want to be Meryl Streep? She has a couple Oscars. Obviously, she's good, right? We're not denying that. But she's lost way, way more than she's gained. Or do you want to be Geraldine Page, who is one of the first people she lost an Oscar to, who, P.S., I had never even heard of until I Googled that particular fact today. Now, Meryl's also lost Oscars to some incredible other actresses. I'm not saying she's lost them to a bunch of like has-beens, but I had never heard of Geraldine Page. And it's okay to be her, by the way. There is nothing wrong with having some short-term success in the movies and then enjoying that or going back to your stage career, you know, whatever. Many are thrilled with whatever kind of short-term success they get. But if you're in it for the long haul, the only way to be sustainable, and here's the shocker, or not so shocker if you know me, the only way to be sustainable is to be you. You have to show up. Your voice, your values, your ideas. So, to quote Lin-Manuel Miranda, who will probably end up overtaking Beyonce on the Grammys front at some point, you're face to face with greatness and it's strange. The hardest part of all of this is owning that you are good enough, that you, yes you, on your own are enough. You won't reach the alternative to that short-term success we're talking about without embracing your involvement in the great content that leads your audience to you. Now, there are three steps to organizing a long-term content marketing strategy, but I'm going to skip over them in this particular podcast. They will be in the show notes if you go to my website at brittanygardner.com forward slash 231, but I'm going to skip over them for time's sake now because I've covered them in at least some detail in the last, you know, handful of episodes. 
Those three steps, just briefly, are choosing strategic content, showing up for your people, which we'll be talking about pretty extensively today, and then multiplying your content efforts and creating an evergreen plan that you can depend on time after time. So we're going to move past that, but I did want to at least acknowledge that because those three things take you from feeling like you're just spraying, praying, and throwing spaghetti on the wall to executing your content with ease. They take you from this short-term success and virality thing that we're talking about to really having a long-haul business that you can depend on. And they take you from feeling like you're always on the content creation hamster wheel to showing up with dynamic depth and having that evergreen ROI that we all want, even though we don't all know exactly how to get there with, right? So those three things are the key to your long-term success. Specifically though, we're going to talk about you showing up, you showing up through content marketing. So I'm going to call it out. Why is content marketing such a big deal? It's a big deal because it's a way to elevate your business. Content marketing helps you stand out from your competition and it provides an opportunity to establish your unique voice and share your story with a wider audience. Your unique voice, FYI, is what separates you from the other ADHD business coach up the road, even if you have the exact same training and the exact same work experience. You bring something different to the picture, and that's what we're talking about today. Because by creating content that resonates with your best client, you can build brand loyalty, create trust, and increase engagement easily. It's also going to help you showcase who you are, what services you offer, and how they can benefit others without feeling like you're doing a constant sales pitch. It's going to allow you to foster relationships, network with potential customers, have meaningful interactions that are meaningful because you showed up from a place of service over sales. Content is the key element in any successful business strategy because it serves to inform, educate, entertain, and engage with people all around the world. There's no barrier, right? So I think we can all agree content marketing should be an essential part of any business's plan for success. But here's where a lot of people, especially in this like new AI world that we're all talking about, really miss the boat. They're forgetting to bring the you back to your content. The unique combination of your energy, your personality, and your knowledge being the exact right fit for others, it's a really hard concept for some. And If imposter syndrome is basically your uninvited stage four clinger, you're going to be thrilled to hear, or maybe not so thrilled, maybe terrified, but hopefully it gives you some hope here. You're going to be thrilled to hear that creating more content is actually one of the best ways to work through that syndrome. You can't help but become an expert in your field when you keep talking about your stuff. You're going to end up working through all those nigglies that caused the imposter syndrome to hit you in the first place. And I don't want to tease too much, but I have uh, Jeremy Enns coming on the podcast in just a few episodes. I actually just recorded that episode with him yesterday. And it was such a good conversation that he and I talked about when you have a long-standing content practice, like when you've hit beyond 100 episodes of a podcast or you've filmed more than 150 live streams, you cannot help but show up as an expert in your field and bring that authority with you wherever you go. So I'm not going to tease that too much, but I'm kind of teasing it. So we're going to move on there. Imposter syndrome often brings up this whole like your audience, what if they don't like you kind of situation. And honestly, that's a really common question for anyone who's really embracing a true content creation plan. So I'd like to give you another perspective here. If they don't like you, they were never your best client to begin with. 
and they really shouldn't even be in your audience. You're not making content for your mom's or your husband's approval. You're making it for your audience to decide if they like and trust you enough to become a part of your community. To that end, I want to remind you, you have to make sure that you're using content as a filter. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You need to turn off at least as many people as you turn on or you don't have a brand. You have an advice column with lackluster personality. Good content will turn off more people than it turns on. It's a filter. It is a freaking obstacle course for the people who don't get you. But your people will get it and the rest will move on so you can serve your people better. Your content is a filter, but it won't filter out the bad fit clients unless you show up. You, again, with your whole self. Now, I know it's kind of popular these days to say you just don't do social media. And if you're not in business, I think that's a fine policy and probably really healthy. But you, if you're listening to this, you are in business. You do need an audience. The heyday of treating Facebook ads like an ATM machine is over. We've talked about that. So being on social media is going to be part of a visibility strategy. Can you do it without it? Eh, You can, but it's going to be a lot harder. And it's more than just having a visibility strategy. You have to show up with your whole self. You need to come with that spark of service for your people, that kind of oomph that says, I am here to help. I know what I do is a good thing and I know I can help people and I want to help even more people. I want to be the person who starts the ripple. Allowing your audience to see enough of you to grow that no like, and trust factor is the goal. And they won't get that if you simply hire a social media manager and then duck for cover. Even if you do have a full-time social media person on your team, you still have to be a part of it. It's your thought leadership that is driving the content. So I want to introduce a cautionary tale here. And the cautionary tale is about what inconsistent content can do for even the biggest of businesses. Yes, people who could be in like the millions of revenue stage. So picture this. Let's all just take a moment here. You're at a conference, maybe even for the first time in a few years in this post-COVID era, right? And, uh, you know, you're on day three. You can tell the whole lineup of speakers has been designed to push the attendees into a, a sale for a big program. The scenario is, is probably no, like no stranger to you. You've probably been in this situation before. But in this particular conference, you can tell it's ripe. The speakers know their buyer persona. They have built a large audience over the years. And the moment for the big pitch has come. Maybe they weren't even hiding it. Maybe they even shared all the actual details of the program in advance to give their attendees the best information to make an informed decision. So then this pitch happens and there aren't people jumping out of their seats in droves. In fact, the speaker even asks for a raise of hands and it's not quite crickets, but it may as well be. I mean, there could even be like a full on cicada chorus for how awkward this moment is. Now I have witnessed this exact moment. It is heart-wrenching. And in this particular case, it's worse because I saw it coming. Oof, yes. The speaker in question has, and there's no way to say this nicely, they've just been incredibly inconsistent with content. Even though they're probably sitting, by the way, on years of gold, content that has performed in abundance in the past. I've been on this person's list and I've 
for a while now, received spotty, hot for a moment, and then cold for months emails. I've seen their social media peak and decline. Now, their audience has not shrunk, but they haven't been nurturing their people with consistency and care. They haven't shown up from a place of service. So when this happened to the speaker, even though I saw it coming, it was still really hard to watch because I know what it could have been. And I know that with, you know, a team that was paying attention more to content or a team that had permission to do more content on their own without the speaker's input, whatever it might have been, I know that the situation could have been avoided. The reality of a course business is you have to keep growing your audience to continue serving more people, especially when you run live cohort-based programs. Your marketing plan has to make allowances for losing audience members, either due to bad fit for values or just leaving the business as a whole or because of bad timing in their real life. There's lots of reasons to lose audience members that have nothing to do with you necessarily. Content marketing is a long-term investment. So anytime you take a break from the production or dissemination of that content, you lose out on rebuilding your audience and keeping the members of your loyal community high enough to support the launch goals. Every launch, especially big ones, has to have a certain level of numbers. It's just pure fact. Marketing of campaigns, they don't exist in a vacuum. Your people need you to continue showing up so that you can actually achieve the goals that you've set in place for your business. So all that said, we've talked a lot about you showing up, you showing up with a place of service, you showing up with your voice, committing to dedicated action to serve your audience. And I've done that all through the lens of you being in it for the long haul. I am assuming if you are listening to this podcast, that short-term success isn't really all that interesting to you. And I'm assuming that's the case because content, again, is a slow burn. Content marketing takes time. It's, you know, inbound marketing as HubSpot calls it, or as the Content Marketing Institute says, you're not just pitching your products or services, you're delivering information that gives your buyer more intelligence and and more information about their need for your product. Of course, hoping that they'll buy as a result of this education. We know all of that, but that takes time. And Time, of course, is money. So how can we decide whether all this content you're creating is worthy of your time? Obviously, I'm a big fan of content marketing dashboards. I've got the content ROI dashboard that I sell if you don't have one. But even if you aren't a purchaser from me, there are certain things you're going to want to track to make sure that this investment of time, energy, effort in content is worth it for you. Some of those KPIs or key performance indicators are website traffic, engagement, conversion rates that you can tie to actual pieces of content, how long they're spending on your articles or videos, any click-through rates. All of those things will indicate that your content has long-term ROI for your business. It's going to indicate that you are creating high-quality content. Even though I've spent a lot of time talking about how you need to show up and how people need your voice, I am not asking you to speak into a vacuum. If your content does not have ROI, you're going to need to meet with someone like me, if not me exactly, who can help you determine a content strategy that will drive results in your business. Because high quality content will deliver results. So if you're not getting results from your content right now, there's something in the content strategy that hasn't been addressed yet. 
If that's the case, I would love to help you. Obviously, you know where to find me, brittanygardner.com. Send me a message on LinkedIn. Wherever is convenient for you, I'm probably able to be reached that way. Because creating successful content that does all of this can be a little bit complex at times. It's always going to circle back to your foundational brandscaping. And that's a conversation I have with every one of my clients. Who are you serving? How are you serving them? What serves them at a place where they are at today so they can see themselves at the place where your offer is a good fit for them? All of those things need to be run against your content. Really good content creators who do content marketing right, they live and breathe these questions. They constantly run every piece of content they create through the what's in it for me filter as if they were their best client. They not only run content through that filter, they also run it through what I call the kindergarten filter. It's like the plays wells with others filter so that every piece of content plays well with all of their other pieces of content and it creates a really good brand awareness to purchase path for those potential clients. That's how you find out whether someone's your best client. Are they resonating with each piece you're creating along the way to the point where when they get on a sales call with you, they can't help but trust you. They're already mostly sold. They probably just have a few questions. When you build yourself and your personality into each step of the journey, this is what happens for you. And that's what I want for you. So if you need help with that, feel free to reach out. And uh, next week, we're going to continue on our Shiny Happy Tactics series. I'm loving this. And based on my uh, downloads and podcast retention rates, I'm thinking you're loving this too. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.